Great. So uh, welcome back to the, the Hybrid Podcast. Uh, delighted to have um, Dave Stewart on with us today. Um, Dave is another one of our um, success stories with Hybrid and um, has been with us for a little bit over 12 months now and has done more than 100 installs um, through the platform. So uh, really vibrant and growing business. Um, so uh, yeah, so I want to chat to a few things about Dave today. I think one of the things we're going to talk about particularly is around um, how Dave has grown his business um, with a particular focus around some of the customer service um, stuff that he's implemented. Um, but maybe Dave, to start, to get us, sort of get us rolling, do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, about your, the business and maybe to start with how you sort of got into the industry? Um, so yeah, well, I've been doing this since I was 19 year old. So kind of came out of school, a wee bit lost, didn't know what I wanted to do. Done a kind of sports coaching course at a college. And then just kind of a wee bit like ended up in working in the SSE call center. And just when I joined there, they, okay. they actually started up like a boiler maintenance uh, site. And it was only, it was only okay. a couple of years old. It was a services site. And an apprentice, yeah. apprenticeship came up there. I was always quite hands-on. I like being active. Um, and I just applied for it. And, and then I started my apprenticeship with them, uh, doing boiler maintenance for them. For okay. um, Done my apprenticeship with them. And then uh, I always yeah. found... The service and breakdown side, maybe not quite as hands-on as I like. I like to be quite active, I like being, and I'd, I'd seen it done a wee bit of uh, install work with them as well. I preferred that sort of yeah. that model, so I went, I went more down the install side. And I'd, obviously, there's a there's a lot more money to be made in the install side as well. And obviously, there's always a bit yeah. money hungry, so I uh, went down that. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of hard work, um, a lot yeah. of hard work and installs, long days and stuff. But that's I went. And then when I started finishing my apprenticeship, uh, I left SSC and joined Scottish Gas doing their installs mm -hmm. and then okay. built up my experience on the install side. Great. And so when did you, uh, so obviously your business now is, is home heating. So when did you, uh, when did you set it up? So seven years ago, uh, so I was 25 okay. at the time. There was me and another engineer okay. who worked together at Scottish Gas and we decided yeah. at Scottish Gas, you weren't allowed to do, you weren't allowed to work for Scottish Gas. Um, play a lot okay. of football, a lot of guys, people would ask me all the time, oh, can you come and do this for me? Can you change that volume for me? And when I was uh, working solely for Scottish Gas, it was instant dismissal, basically, if you were seen to be going and doing other work that wasn't Scottish Gas work. And it was like one of these right. ones I was looking at it. There's a couple of things going on in the battery, Scottish Gas cutting pensions and stuff like that when I was a bit younger. And the whole point of being working for these big brands was the, the benefits of pensions and stuff like that. So as I'm still quite young, spoke to this other engineer who's actually 10 year older than me, and we went to Scottish Gas and said, look, we want to leave. We're, we're going to basically start up our own business. He said, well, we don't want to lose you. We'll, um, will you come back and direct to work for us? So we left them, handed our van back on the on the Friday and started back with them on the Monday, but like a self-employed basis. And it was just the two of us okay. to start with. Done that for maybe about a year. And then there was other engineers kind of wanting to go down that model, like do it as well. And Scottish Gas would come yeah. in and says, look, we're not dealing with a handful of individual companies we're only going to, we only want to deal with one company they quite like the idea as well they, i think they like direct labor can cost them a lot of money and i think if they keep it yeah. sort of a, a subcontracting basis as well so they were quite they seemed kind of like how it was working out for us um, and they quite liked it so they were they were keen to have other engineers kind of go down that path so they came to us and says look if you go limited we will give you engineers and they basically help us grow our business um, okay. So yeah, it slowly grew. So there's now 26 of us, believe it or not. Incredible! Off no, it's absolutely yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible. And we're, we're definitely going to talk about that in a second. Um, you know, 26. I think you know a lot, a lot of the engineers, more the engineers that work with us, I'd say, are often on the more um, ambitious scale. Um, you know, really interested in growing and and developing their business. So definitely going to talk a bit about um, how you sort of managed to do that. But if I if I go back to um, the Scottish gas thing for a second, so. 
how much of the how much of your work sort of came from Scottish Gas in those first couple of years? Was it sort of fifty percent or seventy percent or eighty percent or? I probably that that was our bread and butter. To be honest with you, that was where we kind of obviously were a new business. We were so yeah. at the very start. We didn't even have a business name. We were, we were just sole traders, and then we we came up with this business name. Um, yeah. And then we just, um, but I don't like the start. It was Monday, Friday. We were just working for Scottish Gas, and then uh, we would maybe do private boil changes at the weekend. But you were, you know, it's like when you first start a business, you're kind of running about doing all the silly wee jobs, trying to get your name out there, changing tap washers, mm-hmm. fixing toilets, just anything to kind of build, build up a customer base. But that was our main yeah. bread and butter back at the start. That we knew we had that guaranteed, guaranteed work coming in Monday to Friday. But that's where maybe a lot yeah. of companies maybe struggle when they first, when they first start up. Sure. Um, so we yeah. used that as a good. A good stepping stone um, as, as right. to, to grow the business. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. And so, obviously, you know, your business is obviously flying now up to sort of um, you know 20, 26 engineers. So, uh, you know, we were kind of talking a little bit about when, when did the business sort of really start to take off? Has it been sort of gradual, or was there a couple of things that changed? Uh, we always said at the start we didn't want because we we'd worked for previous companies, we'd seen previous companies that maybe go from grow really really fast and they end up becoming a monster and you know what it's like mm. we, we always said we're going to keep the reins on it we'll, we'll, we'll build it slowly because you know it's like it can become uncontrollable and especially we were kind of new and running our own business you don't want to create a monster that we then didn't have a clue what was going on we were doing money in left right and center so we we always kept the reins on it and just slowly built it one engineer after another but probably say in the last sort of two years is when we really really we had we had the foundations there of the business. We knew what we were doing. We had a good account, and we we kind of we then had we found our feet in the industry, and we knew what we were doing. And then we just then after that, we just really expanded after that, and, and we had we had the financial. We nice. we built a good um, working relationship with Scottish Gas, so they were happy with what we were doing. So then we we could really we had money started to have money in the bank, so we could kind of yeah. start looking right. How can we grow this business a bit more? But obviously at the right. start, if you try and go in too quick, you can end up going backwards. Yeah, no, of course. And so, Dave, we we were talking a bit, just a little bit a while ago there, um, that obviously you know your, your wife has joined the business now, and it sounds like she's had a big impact um, on it. So, do you want to sort of tell uh, tell listeners about some of the sort of ideas that she's come up with and how you've changed? Uh, well, first thing she did, she came in and laughed at the way we uh, ran, ran our uh, invoicing structure, <laughs> how we kept diaries, stuff like that. Uh, it was very okay. old school. Um, you okay. know yourself, the way and, technology and sorry, has developed and, and, for us years. Yeah, sorry, Dave, I should have explained. It's probably worth mentioning um, what your wife did before she joined the business. So what was she doing? So yeah. and how would she, you know, yeah, probably worth mentioning. Yeah, so Lisa actually had a, a background. She actually worked for the competitors. She worked for SSE, uh, Home Services. Mm-hmm. So she was a head, she'd, she'd built her way up. She'd worked there since she was 16. She'd worked her way up through mm-hmm. that business to be in the head of customer services within the SSE. She knew all about the service and repair side. She'd helped grow their business. Um, so right. she was working all those competitors. I worked for Scottish Gas. She worked for SSE. Um, and then right. the opportunity came up where she had basically offered redundancy. Um, it was okay. at the start when she first got offered redundancy. We were like, what's she going to do? Does she have a clue? And it's her that came up with this idea. Why don't I join your business? Or become part. Yeah. She always says she didn't want to work for me. So what she's done is we've, okay. we've created an umbrella company where she okay. is called the company Home Heating Service and Repairs. And we basically like an umbrella company of our company, but she doesn't work for us, if you know what I mean. It's like a, it's like a separate yeah. business, but we work together. Our brand looks the same. We have all the same okay. details. Um, so that she, she's come in the business and she's totally restructured the business. Um, and as might right. bring us up to speed, a lot more efficient. 
Great. So what, what were the, some of the bigger things that she did to that really have, um, you feel sort of helped move the business on? So first thing she done is she came in and she bought into a computer, um, a computer software system. Okay. Uh, so that all the engineers have got diaries. Um, so she okay. wanted to grow the service and repair side of our business because we had a couple of service engineers, but they kind of worked on contracts. Um, okay. These guys were getting sent their jobs by text by me or by email. Okay. Very, yeah. like, very old school sort of way. So she's came in sure. straight away. We, we took a sort of marketing guy on. Um, she, okay. They were bought on a computer system called um, Comusoft. And it basically okay. was like live diaries. These these guys are now completely paperless. Uh, before we right. used to like handwrite gas safety records, stuff like that. These guys have got a computer systems. So they've got like an online portal where they tap into their diaries. They can see where they are. We can see where they are. Not that we're checking them, but they, they can see where they are one day to the next. When they arrive at a customer's right. job, they can do all their yeah. paperwork online now. So they do their gas safety records on site and then they can actually physically yeah. invoice invoice the customer in the customer's house, they can get, they can email the customer their gas safety record in the house, and they can also take yeah. payments. So she got them all card machines as well. So instead, where I would be sitting manual invoicing most nights, these guys are actually yeah. invoicing the customer in the house, and then they've also got yeah. um, some up machines like card machines, and they're actually taking payment from the customer. So everything's getting Fantastic. dealt with in that one visit. Instead of the where before they would maybe leave, they'd come in, they'd hand me the gas safety record, I need to scan it in, and then the manual invoice them. Yeah. So it, she's just just brought the business right up to speed to be a lot more efficient, which means that we can now cope with a lot, lot more work as well and a lot more demand. Yeah. And it makes life easy for, a lot easier for everybody, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like it sounds like she's, it sounds like, you know, getting Comusoft um, uh, was, you know, really helpful tool in terms of the operations. And you mentioned as well that um, she brought somebody on the marketing side of things. So how, do, how does yeah. that work? What are some of the things that you found that, that have been quite successful on, on the marketing side? Yeah, just like... Facebook, Facebook was a powerful thing. Before we would maybe sometimes a bit old school again, do like leaf, well, before pre-COVID, obviously now it's been a friend upon, we used to like do leaf fire drops and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so now they're okay. using like tools like Facebook. Um, we restructured the website. Uh, you can get like instant sort of boiler quotes online through our website. You can click on it. It'll, it'll, um, they set up like a contact us forum as well on our website. So customers can physically like go on our website they built Trustpilot for us as well. So customers, people like to see reviews. They've done Google reviews, all that sort of stuff. Um, she's maybe put posts out. They've done a few sort of um, ideas where have you bought a boiler from us, you've got two years worth of free service in, stuff like that. Built competitions. We've um, sponsored young football, young young um, like junior football teams, track suits. We've got a couple of taxis now in our local area that are all branded with us wow. as well. Just getting up, just basically wow. getting us out there and, and getting our face in yeah. the general public and, and building a brand that people trust in and, and kind of recognize as well. That was the main thing. Yeah, that's awesome, Dave. And what do you think today? Do you have a sense for the new business that you get today? How much of it comes from sort of word of mouth versus any of the other channels? Do you, do you know you know what's been particularly successful or is it kind of hard to tell? Um, word of mouth. We get a lot of word of mouth. Um, our main focus yeah. all the time is, is for customers. Um, is to give customers a good experience. Cost, yep. costs, customer service is a lot uh, more profitable cost than, is, than cost is, if that makes sense. I know it sounds a bit daft, but we think if we can make a customer extremely happy and they rate us 10 out of 10, then you can't put a value yep. on that. So we, we'll, we'll yeah. bend over backwards to make sure that that customer is 110% satisfied. If we went in there, we'd miss something, then that's fine. We want that customer to have a brilliant experience because Elisa's battering, being the head of customer services, that's something that she really, really strives on. 
Uh, communication with customers as well is massive. If you don't communicate with customers, it, it can look a bad taste in them. It only takes a two-second phone call, text message, email, anything like that. Communicate with customers and business is easy. Yeah, that's the main, the main thing as well. And if things do go wrong, tell you fix them, eh? Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, what you're saying about trying to give that really great customer success. And that's obviously, you know, something we want to talk about a bit more today is I remember one of the engineers um, that we signed up, you know, ages ago, sort of a few years ago, what he said was, uh, you know, if you do a really good job, sort of best case scenario, you know, the homeowner might tell one or two people or maybe three people. If you do a bad mm -hmm. job, they're going to tell nine or ten. <laughs> they're oh, going to 100 percent. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. that's definitely true. 100 percent. Yeah. And yeah. Like, you, you're never going to please every customer. Um, sure. We, I've learned that over the years. Some people just can't be yeah. pleased. It's just how you sure. you deal with them. You're just going to like, what, what is it you expect from us here? And yeah. we'll just, if it's the case that we go in there, do a job, and we need, and you're still not going to be happy, we'll do whatever it costs. Even if we think it's right or wrong, we'll just do whatever it costs yeah. to keep them happy. Because as you say, just one bad review can can really put off a lot of people. And it can be, and yeah. there's always two sides to every story, but for some other people won't look at our side. They'll just hear what these people are saying about But touch wood, we've never had any nothing at all really that we can write home about and that's something that we really really focus on great that's good so dave you mentioned there a bit about um customer communication and i think you know particularly with some of the software that's available now it's definitely easier for engineers to be more in contact with customers but what do you guys do particularly in terms of you know keeping customers up to date um well we just call them all the time. We ask our engineers. Oh, okay. We're, 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 so we ask our engineers to call them um, when they're half, when they're on their way to the customer's house. Okay. Give them sort of half yep. an hour to an hour's notice. When the customers yep. are booking in, either quotes with our services, anything like that, we'll try and give them a thing. So it can't always be precise, but we'll say maybe like an AM, a PM, and we always say we'll give yep. you a, a call half an hour, an hour before we arrive. Because I know what it's like, yep. I don't want to be sitting in my house all day waiting on somebody, so I wouldn't expect somebody, a customer to be waiting on us all day. So it just takes yep. that wee phone call. Um, we always yeah. leave a phone number with a customer once we install a bar, we leave them an office yeah. number. Uh, our office number yeah. comes with us, so it's actually hooked up to all the directors' phones. So if, if nobody is in our office, then it will be direct to one of our mobiles as well. I believe we should be ans I want us to be answering every phone call. Now, if customer phones in, it could take a 30 second phone call to put it right. If you ignore that customer, mm -hmm. that it could take us hours to try and put someone right because we never nipped it in the yeah. bud at the very, very start. So I'm always, probably my yeah. biggest fault at least is because I want us, she's like, you never stop working, but I'm like, a 30 second phone call puts a customer's yeah. mind at ease or you could you yeah. could quickly nip someone in the bud. You know, it's like if someone sits and stews on someone, it, it yeah. just snowballs and before you know it, you could be spending hours trying to deal with a yeah. complaint that was, should never have been a complaint at the start. Yeah. So yeah, customers love as well. Yeah. Well, so, so it's, it's actually interesting. I was going to say, yeah, one, one of the things that we've started, we've started trialing with a couple of our engineers and uh, we, we could potentially do it for you as well if, if you're interested is, uh, is actually, we have a service where we'll pick up engineers' phones. Um, and All the right, idea okay. is it'll potentially stop those times. So we, we can pick them up at, at funny times. So, you know, for some yeah. of our engineers, um, you know, what happens is it calls that engineer, but if he doesn't pick it up, it comes through to us and then we'll pick All it right, up. Okay. And like I said, Sometimes you know that engineer is is getting something that you know he's not interested in, so he's like it's annoying. I'd have to pick up that call. But sometimes they like can say it's a customer, mm -hmm. and if you just get them, it's better to give them. And so what we do is then we'll just send you a message, and then you can decide whether you want to call them back straight away or if you oh, um, you know want to call them the next day. So um, yeah, that's <coughs> we, can, we can think 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 about. Ah uh, yeah, no, so, I think sorry on you, and I think communicate like for customers. I think they really mm -hmm. it puts 
what we're, what we're trying to create at home here is we're, we're trying. We're never going to be able to compete with the likes of SSE, Corgi, Scottish Gas, but we want to provide the customers something that we're here, we're reliable. Um, mm. I don't like slander other brands. I'm not going to get into that, but what, what mm. you find a lot of what these customers are moaning about is how long they're having away on calls. They can't get through to somebody. When they do get through to somebody, they're just getting past power to post. And what mm. the feedback we get is they like the fact that they phone us and we deal mm. with it instantly. Um, they're, they're going to speak to us. They're going to, if, if the girls in the office are not sure, they'll pass the call across to either myself or another engineer and they'll talk to the customer. Where some of maybe the other companies, they're struggling to get through to speak to somebody and they're on hold. Or yeah. I think a lot of the strike action that's been going on at the moment as well um, yeah. has been go really going in our favour because it, it's, yeah. it's putting up, we've got a bad taste in customers' mouths, basically, because yeah. they're paying money yeah. for a service that they're not getting. Where we're obviously yeah. with, with our. With our it's, yeah, great service to you. And I, th- I think, you know, that point that you make about communication is, I think like today, I think like you say is, it's a bit of a trend in home improvement that customers are so used to now such great service. So like, yeah. you know, if something goes wrong, so something goes wrong with Amazon, you just call them and they fix it straight away, like no questions, all yeah. fixed straight away. And I think, you know, all these other services, you know, the challenger banks, Monzo and all these banks are giving such better service. I think it's starting to seep into um, the trades business as well and the heating business where customers just expect that the communication is, yeah, much, much higher. Um, So Dave, one of the things we're talking about as well is is about sort of, um, you know, in in, in sort of customer success is uh, one of the things we were sort of talking about is something I sort of feel strongly about and something we try and encourage engineers to do a bit is is this idea of quoting in the home. So uh, tell us a bit about that and and how that works with, with you. So obviously I can't be on every single job that my most of our quotes are done are done by our service and repair guys because um, they're, okay. they're usually maybe being called out to a, either a boiler service, they've arrived, the customer's already started talking to them about wanting the boiler changed um, mm-hmm. or they may be being called out to a repair job where a lot of customers, if the, if the repairs are looking quite excessive, they're like, well, what about giving me a price for a boiler? So we've kind of got a yeah. structure, a, a bonus, bonus scheme for the guys now. We're, we don't like upselling, we don't like hard sales. That's not the way I want my business to be seen or to be run. Um, but what we are saying, yeah. if the customers are, are asking for a price for a boiler, then these guys are phoning me up because of the Hyber app. It will literally, as a phone call into me, and I can sit and build the mm-hmm. customer profile, and then we can speak to the customer, like a three-way conversation between myself, the engineer that's on site, and we can give the customer a quote instantly while they're in the home. The reason I like us mm-hmm. quoting in the home as well is because it doesn't get forgotten about. Not that we'll ever deliberately mm-hmm. forget about doing a quote, but I, like, I think it's just a lot of fishing. It's a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. Seamless customers like that. If we can do quotes in the home, it's there, it's mm-hmm. done. And then I can forget about it in a sense of I always chase up the quotes, give them a few days, give them a phone back. Is there any other information you need? But I like doing it in the home mm-hmm. because then I know I can tick the box and say that customer wanted the quote and it was done on site. On site. And the customers yeah. love that as well. They just, I just think they think, well, how efficient is this company? Like they're, they're giving me a quote instantly. I like yeah. the engineers are doing it as well because the engineers know what they're talking about. Where if you've got yeah. a salesman going in, you know, I just I just would never ever take a salesman on. It just doesn't look good. You've got some yeah. of the companies out there are sending guys in that have never fit the boiler in their life and they're trying to sell gas boilers. And so I always I always like the fact if the guys are on site, they're not sure. I've got I've got 14 years experience in doing this. So if there's if there's things they're not sure are gas upgrades, what if fluid runs, they'll actually FaceTime me in the home. So we'll run right. through the, the, with the customer. Uh, I always like the guys to explain absolutely to, to the customer as well. So when we turn up to install the boiler, it's more just a peace of mind for us that we know what we're doing, but also what the customer's expectations are as well. So everybody's yeah. everybody's singing on the same hymn sheet. What I find when we go in behind maybe other c- companies, 
a lot of companies don't explain to customers what they're getting or they're very pushy and mm-hmm. saying, oh, we're only, we're only fitting you a Worcester bar, for, for example. Mm-hmm. I always give, in the days of customers' money, I always say to the customer, look, this is our recommendations, and I always quote them for two or three buyers, but ultimately the decision comes down to you. It's like, oh, we do your homework. I says, we're not, we're not pushing that way at all. I'll give you a price for the three, three, like maybe you usually give them sort of two or three options. But again, with a hybrid app, you can give them two or three quotes actually within the matter of minutes. With the, with the engineer yeah. in the house, and then I know that it's done. Like I know that customer's had their quote, my engineer can move on to his yeah. next job. And then, then the yeah. details are saved in, in the app. And what I usually do every two or three days, I just sit, go through the app. What, what, uh, what quotes are still sitting open. And I'll just give the customer a quick call, get stay from home, get in, get any further forward, give any further questions. And it's just a follow-up call. It's not a pushy sales tactic um, yeah. at all. I don't want us to be a, a pushy sale because it just rubs people up the wrong way. I don't want to sell when I go to buy a car if I get this whole salesman's talk. Or, oh, I would buy it now, you'll get this off. It just, it just puts you off completely. Like, it just yeah. totally. Yeah, completely. So, Dave, I, I completely agree with you. Sometimes we hear from engineers that... Um, I don't like giving quotes in the home because it makes it feel a bit salesy. It makes it feel a bit pushy. What What do you think? Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you did you always give quotes in the home, or or did you do something <coughs> that you sort of did more recently? Probably well, more recently. Um, in the past, okay. if I was in there, probably in, at the very because I was old school before before it was you would go in with your note before high bar, take your note, take your notepad, then you take the details, everything you need, you have a discussion with the customer, and you'd go away, yeah. and obviously you would do it the old school way of contact the merchants. So you still had a wee bit of that in you when you first started using the app. So you would take all the details mm. and then would go home, sit down on the app, then start doing it to the customer. And it's mm. now because the majority, I'd probably say 90% of the quotes that we're doing, I'm not actually in the customer's house. It's one of my engineers that are there on site. So we kind of, maybe it's a bit more awkward. They're not having to deal with the price and structure I am. And I kind of know, yeah. I'll ask them the questions. But you can kind of build, you know, every, every job's kind of got a price. You know what them kind of, what ballpark figure you need to be because we've done so well we've done over 100 now so you kind of know what your labor costs are i can see why some yeah. guys might get put off because you, you you do have that sort of customer sort of and don't get me wrong we don't always get every quote right we might make it a bit too cheap for ourselves but i always said i'd rather have the job and not have the job yeah so uh, yeah no. do you get it's great and do, do you get customers saying yes then and there very much Oh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, we do. A lot of the time we get customers like, okay. oh, that's not as expensive as what I thought. I think they see, Good. again, I don't know what's that name in other companies, but you can see the bigger brands that are out there and the costs and the power. They dominate the market. So obviously customers are expecting these huge five, six grand oil changes and yeah. you're, we're coming in like half of that. So they're, they're right. like, they're shocked and they're like, well, that's, well, let's just go yeah. ahead. Let's get a bit down. When can you do it yeah. sort of thing? So, yeah, yeah, especially if you're attending boilers or not working during the winter and that, and if you're turning up to boilers and, and you're standing saying, look, your boiler's 10-year-old, you're needing 500 pounds off of parts, it's going to take a couple of days to get the parts, and then they're standing there saying, well, can I get a price for a new boiler? How much would that be? And you can, they'll mm-hmm. phone me instantly, give them a price for a new boiler, and they'll be like, right, well, how can you do the boiler? We can do the boiler in two days or we can fit the parts in two days. Well, do you know what? Let's just mm-hmm. put a boiler. It's the world we live in now. It's probably more, Yeah. it's a throwaway disposable sort of world we live in now, it's like if your TV packs and your washing machine packs in, you wouldn't go paying somebody to come and fix it, you'd probably just replace yeah. it. Boilers are kind of yeah. wee bit the same if the parts, because you find if customers' parts are exceeding the sort of £500 plus mark, then they'll probably just replace the boiler. Especially if it's a yeah. lot older, if it's a boiler sort of 10 year plus, they'll just replace the boiler, where if it's maybe a younger boiler and it's only needing a couple of pounds off, obviously they'll just get it fixed. 
Yeah, yeah. And and Dave, one of the things um, that you mentioned is about sort of feeling professional in the home with, with the, giving the, giving the customer the quote. Is that, is that something you sort of, you, you found the customers are responding quite well to it? Oh, yeah. I think we, I think being able to quote in the home and how quickly we can give customers quotes, it looks really professional and it gives us the cut above everybody else, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, these customers obviously, or maybe not just have us out quoting sometimes. So, but because we, we can instantly quote other companies that I know of in our area don't have the hybrid app. So, with me having to quote so quickly, it kind of gives us a, a, a one step ahead of the game from compared to the rest of them. Yeah, um, that's so, fantastic. So, definitely, it's a great. It's a, I'm not just saying it's, a, it's an actual fantastic tool, and it does give us that cool. cutting edge over everybody else. Great. So, one thing we we debate back, so back when we were selling boilers to customers. One of the things we debated a bit was um, whether it was better to be um, to be the first person to give the quote or the last person mm-hmm. to give the quote. What, what what do you kind of typically prefer? Um, or do you? Do you want I don't know our preference because I know okay. the price that we'll give is competitive. Um, okay. I always find I'm not just maybe blowing our own topics here, but I always find that customers really like what we do in the sense that we okay. we really we don't just do this for the customers we spend. We do it for our own. We spend a lot of time going through the job with the customer. I think if you explain to the customer everything that's going to happen on the job, they really like that. Obviously, to us, it's water of the duck's back. Then, well, we understand what pipe's going to go where because obviously we've done it hundreds and hundreds of times. With a customer, this might be the first boiler they've ever had changed. This might only be the second, third boiler they've ever had changed in their whole life. So they're not going to remember the last time the boilers changed 10, 15 years ago. So we try and basically talk the customer through how the job will run. Um, mm. when we're there. But we don't just do that for our own sake, we do that for the customer's mm. sake as well because they don't they don't get any pleasant surprises. So if we do turn up and do the install, then they're, they're fully aware of what to expect and how, how their day will go. I think we get a lot yeah. of feedback saying that like, if we have quality, if I have a lot of customer sale, you're actually 100, 200 pounds more than maybe a competitor that we've had out. But we like you because you, you take time with us, you explain things thoroughly to us, you're really efficient, you, know, you seem to know what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, I hope yeah. we do. Um, so I think yes. customers like that have always said to the guys when you're on site, but I don't just do it for customers, I do it for us. So then we know everything that's what the customer expects. And, and it, it totally eradicates customer complaints as well because they can't then turn around and yeah. say, oh, well, I didn't expect that pipe to come down that wall or whatever. So you can, it, it's a peace of mind for both. Everybody's singing off the same M sheet as well. Yeah, fantastic. And so, um, so Dave, as well, one of the things you're saying is now you sort of um, come off the tools a bit. And uh, obviously now with the with the engineers in, in your team that are sort of you know doing doing the work for you, I know for you know quite yeah. a few of the engineers that work for us, that's that's their ambition. So how are you finding it? How are you finding it sort of being off the tools now and has things changed a bit? Um, if you told my wife I was off the tools, she'd probably start laughing at you because <laughs> yeah, my yeah. idea of being off the tools and her yeah. idea of being off the tools are completely different. I'll say I'm off the okay. tools, but but as soon as the phone goes, I'll be like, I'll go out and do that. It's just. Okay. I'm only 32 year old. I'll I've i been on the tools. Yeah. I've all been active. I've been hands on. But it's got to the point where the business yeah. has grown that much that you yeah. can't be standing trying to fit a boiler with your phone just going constantly. Or if you're in the middle of yeah. trying to do a boiler change and then you've got an engineer phone, you try to get a quote done for a new boiler and you're halfway mm-hmm. through drilling a hole. It's it, it, it just what I, I took a lot of people to tell me that oh, you need to you need to start taking a step back. I think at the start yeah. I was very like. Oh no no! Like me hanging fit and boil just where we make our money. But I've slowly, yeah. maybe over the last few months, especially realised that we could probably we're probably more efficient, giving a better better support network for my engineers and my customers by me yeah. slowly coming off the tools. So maybe do 
yeah. a couple of days a week under the tools. And it means then I can also go out and meet yeah. customers. If the engineers are on site, I'll yeah. pop out and see the customer, I'll see my engineer. If there's maybe sometimes we do get things wrong and I sense maybe there's a part missing or the, the guy when he sold the boilers forgot to get a plume kit or something like that, I can dive away and get it. So they've got that support network so it keeps everything moving. Um, wherein, yeah. But I, it has been a struggle to co I've come off the tools, to be honest with you, at, at the start. Just because yeah. that's all I've known for 14 years. So I'm not, I hate, I'm, yeah. I don't like sitting still. Sitting in the computer or... Well, I end up, I probably spend 90% of my day on the phone, to be honest with you, engineers, to making okay. sure everybody's okay. kind of, everybody's happy. For me, I think yeah. it's to support my engineers and I want my engineers to yeah. be happy. I think if any engineer, like I'll, I'll do anything, I'll back them up. If, if things go wrong, I'll, I'll support them. They, they know that they've got me there in the background to support them and help yeah. them if things do go wrong or yeah. they've done a mistake or whatever. They, they know they've got me there where I'm on the tools. And they're phoning me, and I'm maybe under a bit of pressure because I'm under a four or something. Like that. They don't, they don't see me. They don't get the support they really need. So that's probably my biggest right. thing. Is why I've had to come off the tools more. And more. Great. So what's the? Um, so obviously, you know, we talked a bit about um, about you know opening the the service repair business, and that sounds like it's going um, great guns uh, under Lisa. I think as mentioned, we might, we might get mm. her on for the podcast uh, soon, <laughs> but. Uh, What's the plan from here? You think where does the business go from here? Is the plan to sort of bring on more engineers, or what's what's what are you thinking? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, so we've got we've got another engineer. Just had an engineer join us two weeks ago. We've got another engineer joining us in April. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the aim is okay. to grow the service and repair side. Um, there's Great. five engineers. There's three full time engineers on us too. That kind of they're self employed. That kind of when the guys are really overrun, they'll they'll take some losses. Five of them there. Um, yeah. But obviously, the, the more boilers that are servicing, the more repairs we're doing, the, off the back of them come the weeds. And then at the right. same time, the more boilers we install, more go back to the yeah. servicing side. So it's just constantly just growing the business. Uh, we don't want to push too hard, as I said before. We don't want to become, we don't want to create a monster. And, and the biggest thing sure. I don't want to do is have, have customers' experiences or customers. It's not to us, obviously, it, it does come down to money. It always comes to money, but to us, Customer satisfaction is more important than the money, to be honest with you. There's none yeah, better than having yeah. a customer delighted or bumping into them in the shops or thanks very much for that service you've done. Or, there's nothing, there's no better feeling. You can't put a price on that. Um, yeah. for, in, in my eyes. And Lisa's, well, from Lisa's customer service background, she's just customer, customer, customer. Um, yeah. that, that's what she's all about. And I know people think, oh, it's all about the customers, all the customer, but in our eyes, it is. I think that's, that if you yeah. keep the customers happy, the work will just follow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you, you seem to be um, a great sort of testament to that, right? I mean, obviously, the business has grown hugely over the past years. And I think you're right as well. I think it's one of the things that we found with our business as well. And we try to do it today is, you know, if something has gone wrong with an order that we try and just like fix it as, as quick as we can, sort of no cost and, and do our best to fix it. Because mm -hmm. it's one of those things, particularly where if something does go wrong and you fix it, customers are almost likely to remember you've gone kind of above and beyond to fix it. Yeah. Rather than if things definitely. have gone, you know, if things have gone perfect, perfectly in the first case. <laughs> um, oh, of course, yeah. And in the day I would say customers like, I don't, I didn't want this to go wrong as much as you didn't want it to go wrong. We've had, had yeah. a buyer on Monday, brand new, brand new buyer out of the box, put it on the wall and there was a fault with that. And, but yeah. we just phoned up the manufacturer, I don't name them, we phoned up the manufacturer, they came out the next day and we said, because we're really sorry, I know you've just paid a lot of money for this buyer. We, we, we've dealt with it all. The, the, the company are coming out tomorrow, they're going to fix it. Um, and the, like, says, like, in the day we don't want this to go wrong because it's costing us time as much as you don't want it to go wrong but it, this is what's happening this is fixing me. and the company arrived the next one and then they fixed it and she's delighted she's like but it, a lot of guys maybe would be like oh you'll need to contact the manufacturer you'll need do you know what I mean like they'll just kind of wash their hands all of it but I think if you sure. if you do as much for the customer as you can then they'll they'll, yeah. they'll acknowledge that yeah. 
Yeah, fantastic. Well, Dave, awesome. Listen, great. Thanks very much for chatting with us today. Yeah. It was super informative. I'm sure lots of uh, interesting insights that um, a lot of the engineers will, will take from us. And uh, yeah, we'd love to know the, do another one soon and we'll, we'll be in touch. Right. Cheers, Colin. Thank you. Good. Thanks so much. Have a nice weekend. Cheers, mate. Uh, you too. Bye-bye.